And so I, um, when I, when I offered, when I came up with uh, the name, the focus for this, um, this retreat day, uh, it was the power of true kindness, and I, I put in that word true, um, uh, and it just, it just felt like I needed to, to say true kindness because it's a certain kind of kindness um, that is. Uh, it's not automatic, and it's it's not you know like just politeness. Um, although politeness is is nice, is is a good thing, but um, but this the power of coming from a place of presence, a place of mindfulness, um, is uh, uh, is what what I'd like us to uh, reflect on today. So, so what, what would I be talking about with, when I say true kindness? So it's kindness that's, um, that's in the moment, that's, that's mindful, it's coming from a place of mindfulness. Um, mindfulness in in our action, in our speech, we're present, we're present to ourselves, we're present <coughs> to another. And, um, and it's, it's felt as, as friendship, as love. Um, not necessarily that we're just overflowing with emotion or, you know, there's this kind of, uh, um, some kind of, deep emotional state that it has to come from but but it, it's it's felt as a, a concern for the well-being of another or uh, or of oneself so so a an attitude of um, of caring uh, and wanting the well-being um, the well-being of another. There, there's this author, um, Bell Hooks, who wrote a book on love, and um, and she she spent a long time just reflecting on, you know, what do we mean when we say love? Uh, and I think love, kindness, it's they're very connected, and um, <coughs> and it me it tends to mean so many things. We use it in so many ways, and. Uh, and she she came up with um, uh, a kind of a definition uh, it, about caring for the spiritual well-being of another, and and uh, and actually she she took that from Scott Peck, um, the author of The Road Less Traveled. Um, so so I, I really reflected on that. It's it's kind of interesting, but you know what do we mean? By, by kindness, by love. So, another thing about true kindness, it's not self-serving. You know, sometimes we do things that are maybe good actions, but we have, we have sort of mixed motivations and you know, we want to be recognized. We want to be appreciated. We want to be, we want to be um, seen 
as as the good one, so uh, or as the kind one, or as the helpful one. Uh, we want to maybe make ourselves feel um, needed. So so it's important to you know that's where the mindfulness comes in. So can we be mindful of of uh, where is that intention coming from? Uh, in in when when we reach out to to do something, um, and I think also kindness, true kindness, is given freely. It's given freely uh, without strings attached. So. Um, and that's similar to not having an agenda. But e- even if something is loaned, even if it's, you know, like, can I borrow something? Or, you know, here, use this, or read this book, or, you know. Uh, it's, it's not wanting a sense of indebtedness. So, um, so these qualities of kindness... And, 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 and it comes from the heart, not, not the head, not an idea like, oh, I should do something for... Again, it's, that's the mindfulness part. It's coming from something that's, that's <coughs> unfolding in our lives, and, and, and there's a, a motive of generosity or um, caring, and we want to extend ourselves, so it's not, oh, I should... You know, I should do this, or I should do that, or that would be a good thing. So, so I'm talking in a very kind of uh, um, basic way. Like we're talking, I'm talking about you know acts of kindness, uh, relationships. So, um, uh, you know, what what are we talking about when we say true kindness? And and this kindness, um, I think, very and what we've been talking about in the, uh, you know, as we've been meditating and give, and reflecting on instructions and practicing meditation, you know, at the center of this this practice of kindness and this development and cultivation of true kindness is is kindness toward ourselves um, so so when we when we begin practice you know when we begin to sit and meditate and we are discovering you know what is what are the habits of mind that pull us away from uh, just being present, feeling the breath, feeling the body, <clears throat> being present in this moment? <clears throat> we discover that there are that we have many conditioned habits of mind, um, and our meditation, our mindfulness meditation, begins to uncover what was hidden from us the the drivenness 
you know, perhaps by desire, by grasping, the drivenness by by judging, the ill will that we harbor toward people, the um, uh, irritations that we kind of hold in our minds. So, so first of all, you know, acknowledging these, uh, allowing ourselves to, to, um, yeah, yeah, to acknowledge uh, and own that this, these are the contents of the mind. You know, this is what's, this is what my mind is doing. Uh, My mind is judging, my mind is, um, is being irritated, my mind is caught in preference and I wish, you know, I wish they wouldn't do that or, you know, I wish, uh, you know, she shouldn't do this or, um, or that's not fair or all of these things that the mind gets caught up in. First of all, to, to see how driven the mind is and, and to see that with compassion and acceptance and openness and kindness. The word kindness actually is in English. It's I don't know if it works in French, but but sometimes it's it's kind of fun to um, reflect on the etymology of words. Like what are the, what's the root of the word, and and the word kind. So kind uh, has the same root as kin or kindred, and um, and so it's affirming our. Our connection, so our connection to ourself, our connection to others, um, that um, that we are this, we are unified. We are, we have this common humanity. We have this uh, common heart, this common mind. There's so much that human beings share. So much more that we share than 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 we don't share. Not that the differences are unimportant or insignificant or or to be denied, because differences are also uh, to be included in the kindness. Uh, differences of of perspective, differences of perception. <clears throat> so, um, so what's the power of kindness? How is how does kindness have a, a power? I, I find that the power of kindness is really um, quite uh, remarkable, and it's it's very connected to the power of mindfulness. The power of, of kindness is um, this capacity to, to just to be with, to open to, to include, to not, to not resist, to not push away, to not make other it's kind of what Miriam was talking about um, in the beginning. 
the power of kindness um, liberates us from that that self-other division. And, And the power of kindness is healing. So we we begin to really experience and open to uh, that that space in which we're all included, in which everything can be included. So um, I think that you know, families are are such a learning context, and um, and not all families are ideal. And uh, and in some families, there's um, perhaps we didn't feel included, and we didn't feel a sense of belonging. Um, so uh, so. So sometimes there's a wounding that can happen in families. Um, but uh, there is this this sense of um, this this model of the love of a mother or a father for their child, which even in the giving the gift of life and the gift of n- nurturing that child says something about um, is a kind of a, a, a symbol uh, and a very powerful um, sign for us of what what kindness is um, so so even if even if we feel you know, distant from our parents. You know, we all were children. We all, to a greater or lesser degree, were are, were nurtured in our lives. And um, and there's a uh, there's a verse from the the discourse on loving kindness or loving friendship, the Metta Sutta. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. And so, you know, the mother gives us that, you know, is that expression um, of really caring, as I was saying, caring for the well-being, caring for the the well-being of another. And and giving of yourself to to care for that being, and um, and so so it can be for us. Uh, you know, I I felt that in my my relationship with my children, like um, you know, I remember when I I gave birth to my first son, and uh, I had this sense of astonishment that 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 I could actually love this being more 
then I loved myself and um, or care for his safety and well-being more than I cared for my own and um, and I I realized as you know as years went on and um, uh, and it's you know <laughs> it, it can be more challenging to to love a teenager than, than a newborn <laughs> but um, uh, but 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 that that experience really is a kind of a doorway that experience of really caring for somebody and knowing that um, their their life is at least as important as one's own and and to be able to bring that you know when you look around the room and each one of us is you know that that living being we all were the child of a mother we all um, experience that uh, however however you know our flawed our families were um, yet there is just the giving the bringing forth of life is um, is something that's deeply meaningful um, the sense of caring this love uh, it's it's said in the um, uh, in the Christian scriptures that love casts out fear and uh, that is also a power of kindness that um, that we we have our defensiveness we have our our feeling of uh, that we want to we don't want to be vulnerable uh, or uh, or we're afraid to reach out because we um, we're not sure if what we have to offer is wanted. You know, like oh, if I say a kind word, you know, would they really want it? Would they really be interested in what I have to say or what I have to offer? So, so a lot of ways that fear inhibits our reaching out in in kindness and friendship and love and. Uh, and 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 if we are connected to love, uh, if we're if if we're mindful, if we're coming from a place of um, cultivating love in our lives, then then that love can override the fear and um, override our defensiveness, our and also our you know our our sense of self-absorption and comfort it's like you know sometimes I, I you know I'm comfortable right now I don't want to reach out do something um, you know somebody is is uh, sending an email and is distraught about something and uh, that's gonna that's gonna be a uh, a diff, that's going to require some focus and concentration. So, so we can we can get comfortable and and self-protective and self-absorbed. So, so love is love calls us beyond. You know, kindness calls us beyond. So. Um, 
<clears throat> so, uh, so let's let's look at the the this idea of um, self and other you know, that that we hold. You know, we hold this perception of self <coughs> and other so uh, so strongly. You know that that we we see. Uh, you know, we look around the room. We see there. You know, approximately thirty people in the room, and we think there are thirty thirty others or twenty nine others, uh, and um, and so, you know, I'm the subject and you're the object. Each one of us has that view that, you know, I'm the subject, you're the object, and um, and so. Um, we objectify others, and uh, and we make of others a you know maybe we pigeonhole people or put them in a sort of box in some way. Um, maybe we we have a story that we say about them. You know, this is this kind of person. You know, this is a, you know, this is a punk, or this is a, you know, a senior, <laughs> or this is a, you know, um, you know, a kind of a, somebody concerned, you know, a, like a well-dressed, chic person, you know, all of these ways that People present, and um, could you would you mind closing the window? Thanks. And um, and so 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 we're in our perception of of that other and um, and making of them an object and. Um, And kindness and mindfulness together bring us into a, a presence to the quote-unquote other. And so, um, you know, rather than, you know, oh, you know, that's, that's Sylvie and she's always in a hurry or, uh, um, or that's... Uh, you know, Joe, and he's uh, he's always so in control. Um, maybe, you know, when there's kindness, when there's an attitude of caring, friendship, mindfulness, you know, we're really looking at Sylvie. We're really looking at Joe, and 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 who are they right now, and how are they manifesting right now? Um, <coughs> There's a, a story I like about uh, that Joanna Macy tells um, about uh, when she went with her fiancé to a friend uh, who was, they were going to ask to, uh, to marry them, to perform their, their wedding ceremony. He was a, a minister. And um, 
and they were talking about the relationship and and he said to them I wish for you that you may always be strangers to each other and it's kind of a what what do you mean and then and then and then you you think oh well yeah that not to assume that you know who that person is in this moment not to sum them up not to put them in a box uh, not to think that you you know who they are not to make an object of them to let them be a mystery which we are <clears throat> and and in the same way we can make of our minds we can make of ourselves an object we can divide ourselves um, and somehow think that you know our job in life is to become something that our job in life is to become successful or our job in life is to become uh, somebody who has prestige or you know who has um, you know the admiration of others or or conversely people grow up in different conditioning factors and they might think that their job in life is to become a badass or a troublemaker you know or they're the one who is like always confronting you know so but we have all these ideas and there are countless ideas of what we might want to become and this whole this whole uh, preoccupation with becoming something is a way that we make an object of ourselves and we divide ourselves um, against ourselves and it's and when we we actually look at that with kindness you know we can perhaps feel how um, how controlling that is you know how how perhaps we've internalized some of the controlling influences, conditioning that we've experienced in our upbringing, our education, and all of these voices that you know have said to us, "You have to become this or that," and and can we be a mystery to ourselves? Can we be open to the evolving? evolving being that we are and and when we do that you know that's a kindness that's a, that's we discover kindness we discover that presence of kindness within ourselves of openness of acceptance of of interest and curiosity and um It's a journey. It's a journey to do that. Um, it's a letting go of, of many uh, kinds of conditionings of the mind that have been imposed on us.
So, so what obstructs this kindness? You know, again, it's the, these conditionings of the mind, this, these habits of self-judgment and judging others, ill will. And, and, and so what do we do with that? You know, as we discover that, what do we do with the, the you know, these habits of mind? Just open to them, be compassionate, uh, acknowledge them. Um, we know that that, and know that that's not who we really are. Uh, they're, somehow they attach themselves to us along the way in our lives. Uh, we um, uh, we get caught in them. We get caught in these habits of of judging. I've I've told the story of, um, and some of you've probably heard it, but it's it was it was my my discovery of how much my mind was judging when I first began <coughs> my meditation practice years ago, and. Uh, and I, you know, the, what happens is in meditation the mind gets a little bit quiet and you begin to notice what the mind's doing. What, what's that mind up to? And uh, judging, 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 judging. Judging how people were doing walking meditation, judging how people were dressing, judging how people were doing sitting meditation, judging how people were taking their food at, this was on retreat, uh, at the di- in the dining room, and um, and I, you know, and all of a sudden, I just, you know, I saw it there. You know, I, it it had been operative in the mind, but but that's you know what happens. It's a kind of a a recognition, like, wow, look at that, look at that judging mind. It's just nonstop judging, and. Uh, not not nonstop, but a lot, <laughs> and and uh, it was devastating to see it. It was like, oh my gosh! And then the judging, like, I'm that's terrible, <laughs> you know. But of course, that's just more judging. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, so I, I remember speaking to a teacher. I said. Why does my mind do that? Why does my mind get into all that judging? And he very kindly said, and that was an act of kindness, he said, you just, you know, that was the best you could do with what you had at the time. And so, you know, I, in order to feel good about myself or in order to make sense of my world, I was judging. And... I guess I learned that also from my, from people around me. So, uh, so it, you know, it was a process of seeing and releasing, seeing and letting go of the judging habit, and and also discovering how much suffering there is in that. And um, and so. Uh, and and in 
in seeing and letting go and recognizing that it comes from conditioning. Um, somebody mentioned, you know, before we began the talk, uh, when it, before I began talking and we were kind of waiting for people, somebody used the word anatta. Uh, so, uh, and anatta is a word in Pali that means not-self. So seeing that it's not self, it's it's not it's not who I am. It's it's a habit. It's something that comes from, you know, the causes and conditions of my life. That um, who I am is not this or that. Not something that can be pinned down. And that's true for each one of us that we are living, um, evolving, being. So, um, so when I am letting go of these, these habits, which create an object of myself or an object of others, you know, it's not only letting go of the ill will, the, the judgment, the, the grasping, uh, and all of those habits, but also of, of the projection that we do. You know, she, you know she's, so, she's so on top of everything. Wow, she's, you know... Got so, so much wisdom. Uh, look at how collected she is, you know. Or he's so cool, or whatever the projection is, and and the fascination and the idealization, and and also, of course, toward ourselves. Like, oh, now I've got it together. <laughs> You know, now I really get it. Uh, you know, um, now I'm a great meditator. Uh, I'm a really, I'm a really, you know, I've been, I've, I've been practicing the Dharma for, t- you know, ten years. You know, I'm really somebody. So you know, we do that. Like, we just the ego wants to, you know, do that, make a self. Make, become somebody and um, it's not that we don't have qualities but you know not to make an object of ourselves so um, so just a, a couple of words about kindness as a spiritual practice. So how do we really bring this? You know, the kindness is one of um, what are called the perfections of practice, the perfections of wisdom. Like um, uh, there are these different qualities that, that bodhisattvas cultivate in the process of becoming a Buddha. And, you know, there's generosity and there's ethics and patience and renunciation and, and kindness is one of these 
Um, and, uh, and so when we're practicing, when we're bringing kindness as a spiritual practice, we're really noticing um, sometimes it's easy to be kind, you know, and noticing when is it hard to be kind. When, when, when do we have the, the obstruction? When do we have the resistance? When do we feel, oh, that's somebody who doesn't deserve kindness. That's somebody who's deserves to be excluded from my kindness, my care, my sense of friendship. Um, and of course, again, it bears repeating that we can condemn ourselves. We can condemn aspects of ourselves. You know, like... Um, you know, maybe we can forgive ourselves for grasping and being greedy around certain things, but when we feel envy towards somebody, oh, that's nasty. That, you know, that doesn't deserve our kindness. You know, that doesn't deserve my kindness. So, you know. So, yeah, even envy with, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's not the most... Uh, pleasing thing to notice about ourselves but yeah that also needs our kindness you know it's it's a mysterious thing about the habits of mind that we have the uh, the really painful habits of mind habits of mind that that are um, push people away or or you know or you know grasp grasp things for ourselves or want to be this or want to be that. And um, painful habits of mind hold pain. And uh, it sounds like a tautology, but they're, they're suffering. The, pain, the painful habit of mind in itself is holding the suffering. That painful habit of Envying others, their good fortune, or or judging others, and so when we can just open and receive that painful habit of mind with love, you know, like like a mother loves her only child, uh, and say, I care about you, and it's okay. That painful habit of mind somehow wants to be received, wants to be acknowledged, wants to be given space to just wants to be given some kind of loving attention. It's it's mysterious, but I found it to be true, deeply true in my own practice. And and somehow once we do that, it changes our relationship to it. And it changes our relationship to that that habit of mind, not only in me, but when I see it in others as well. You know, I can be more loving and accepting. And and I think that the last thing I want to say about kindness before opening it up to our shared reflection is... um, 
is that one of the things I realized is that, uh, and, and, and one of my teachers said this, you know, the loving person doesn't know they're loving. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so don't expect as you cultivate kindness, oh, I'm going to feel like such a kind person. You know, I'm going to feel kindness in my heart all the time. I'm just going to be a fountain of love flowing. It's 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 that it's that uh, like ki- kindness and love is in balance also with equanimity and mental balance and and it's that when when kindness is needed when when in this moment, the response that's needed is kindness, then kindness comes up. But it's not like it's just, you know. So I, that was something I, I needed to reflect, because I, I used to think, I don't feel like a kind person. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like there's just all this love, you know. Or I, I, I felt like I should be feeling, you know, all this love all the time if I'm really kind. So, but but it's you know when we see somebody who we notice or we really we we see that quality of of love and kindness and compassion in them. Um, we're seeing it in their response, even if it's just you know a moment of catching your eye. And exchanging a human moment of like, I see your humanity, I see you. Uh, I see that it's not fun to be standing at this checkout counter hours and hours and hours. You know, I see you, I care about you. You know, and uh, yeah, so we have, we can carry some preconceptions about what it is what it may feel like to be kind. So anyway, I, I've said a lot of things, and um, maybe you have some thoughts and something has struck a note in you. I'd like to, yeah. Like over the years, I also realized how much I duped myself not It can be so subtle, but over the years, I'm getting sensitive enough with others and myself to see also how subtle this suffering is that's when I can let it go until I don't esteem it or put it on a pedestal and see all this attribute this is going to make me more concentrated or kind or whatever that it can be veiled it's kind of like Mara the thing around the Buddha sitting but our suffering can be veiled to look like it's something more together than it is. Mm. That's that's so. When you mentioned about not self, um, you thank you. You explained it so well today. It was so clear that it's not a delusion of that we don't exist. It's discerning these forms of suffering are not the core of who we are. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I was just thinking. You said about uh, 
intention and motivation. So I was just thinking, if I have this uh, idea of doing this kind act, but about to do it, I realized that my motivation to do this is actually to impress someone, or you know, because I'm supposed to do it or expected to do it. And I realized that, and I was just thinking, how how should I handle that? Should I, you know, not do this kind act because my intention is wrong? Or should I do it with the wrong intention, <laughs> strengthening that kind of pattern in the mind? And yeah. Good question. You know, sometimes our intentions are are mixed. You know, Mm -hmm. there's sometimes there's a an impulse, or uh, maybe impulse is not something just comes comes into our mind to be generous or to be, you know, to reach out, and then and then the mind layers over, you know other things as well. So it I think I think that being aware of well there was this you know there is this thought maybe you know uh, Jane is you know is you know she's sick and maybe she'd like a call you know she'd like a phone call so maybe I'll call her and then, uh, you know, and that maybe comes from, you know, kindness and empathy and compassion. And then, and then the thought comes, and she'll probably really appreciate me, and, you know, uh, and maybe she'll do, maybe she'll want to be my friend, or, you know, whatever the mind does. And so I think being aware of that layering on of, of, uh, Self-interest, you know, is is just yeah. It's it it's just a, it accumulates and just seeing through that and and cultivating perhaps, you know, uh, the more the more altruistic or the more selfless part of it. And I you know, I mean, unless you see that. Um, you know, something is coming entirely out of a nip- manipulative, uh, and and they do. These thoughts do come. Like, like, uh, yeah. If, you know, if I if I do this, then maybe I'll get that, and uh, and that that can yeah. May, it maybe I don't know. I mean, it's to be discerned, right? It's a process to be discerned, and I don't think anybody can tell any anybody else. You know. What the right way is, but it's 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 interesting, and it's an occasion for some self-awareness and discernment. But isn't it just like you're getting tangled up in all the thinking about it? Like it's just another thought. That's just a judgmental thought on yourself. Well, maybe I'm really doing it for a wrong reason. Like you had an impulse to do something, you can notice that. Then you can notice that there's another thought questioning your impulse. You know, and you, but you don't have to get like into the right and wrong of it because if you're going to get into the right and wrong of it, you're going to be, you know, it never stops. So yeah, like you know, what I'm saying it like you can. I know because I could get really caught in those things, yeah. really, really caught, and like just do the kind act, <coughs> like, mm-hmm. without thinking if you're because you're bringing another judgment of right and wrong to yourself right there. Yeah. 
I um, uh, I you know I I think what you're saying is you know is right on in terms of not getting caught in the thinking, but just being aware of it. But but there are times when I've had a thought to do something, and you know, and it's kind of cloaked in kindness, but it's really wanting something, mm-hmm. wanting. You, you know, know that though. Yeah, you'll know that. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. that's what I mean by discernment. That that there's a discernment that 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 can happen, and and I think. I think in this process of discernment, like our body is really our ally. Like our body tells us, you know, like uh, so. So if I have a thought, you know, to do something, and then I realize, well, I just, you know, it's really wanting to, you know, make impose some kind of uh, something coming from attachment coming from, uh, you know, wanting something. And, 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 and my body will tell me that, you know, when I tune in to, you know, how, how am I holding this, this whole intention? It's, is there a contraction? Do, you know, am I being dishonest with myself, you know, is, or verging on the edge of that? So checking in and, and letting our bodies be our ally is, I think, really... You know, your gut knows. <laughs> your gut doesn't lie. Um, and especially, I find the deep, the more I practice meditation, I, I, you know, it's um, really coming to be able to hear the wisdom of the body. Yeah. Did you have one? Yeah, well, so I agree entirely with all this, but also I, uh, for myself, found that um, you know when uh, as you say you you realize or you know you know there's something else you know uh, but still just uh, coming to terms with it and then still doing the good deed I mean it does help the other person for example or you know and then um, and then you've seen it at least you know so uh, maybe how can I say it's like, you know, oh well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to judge myself, you know, there was that, but there's also the, the urge to help or to, you know, be of service or, you know. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's not better if one does it, uh, you know, of, of goodness of heart and the... Well, so, some <laughs> some deeds that we think are good deeds the, aren't it. actually wanted, mm-hmm. and 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 we yeah, can, yeah. we can impose ourselves sometimes well, in ways that we that, think, oh, that's such a good thing, that's a so tool, helpful, you know? yeah, and at the so same, good, you know? yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> but so so that's what I mean by when I say yeah. discernment. Yeah, yeah. So see. Yeah. Um, something that I have experienced is um, so we typically associate kindness with like act. Huh? And, and, and just maybe to be very sensitive about where we feel it in the body, very specifically to see maybe the softness of it, and uh, it really helps. Uh, maybe it's, it was what you were referring to when you were talking about the wisdom, to really like connect with the actual sensation of it in the heart. And I, have, I feel that since I do that, I am very more able to feel the people that are 
more open in the art, and it's very interesting yeah. to see that. Even the, because when you said that you cannot really, you don't feel more kind, I would not say that I feel more kind, but if I connect with that, I am able to feel more easily the kindness of others. Yeah. And, uh, yeah physically more than mm -hmm. intellectual. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is something, it's something that it speaks to me a lot, what you said about the, the feeling. For me, from the beginning, when you sit, when you just said now, um, it's like a, you have to know where it comes from. For me, it's like a movement. Yeah, yeah. And it's like kindness. It's something that it doesn't, it doesn't go and grab something or give. It's like at the same time going by and opening. Mm -hmm. So it's like making a space for me to the other, so you're, you're connected with that space. Mm -hmm. And basically for me, it's like tasting. It's like tasting this openness. That yeah, that's so the rightness of it for me, would, the difference bef between maybe mindfulness and kindness for me would be almost the same, but there's something in the kindness that is Tasty, mm -hmm. like, and th this taste uh, drives me very profoundly in, into myself. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's quite, uh, yeah. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. It's, it's something very intimate. I, I'm. I've been thinking about um, um, kindness, politeness, and um, uh, generosity. They all seem to be kind of the same, or are they the same? And and um, I'm thinking that politeness is kind of a, a social um, a social um, way of. Um, of structuralizing kindness. Mm -hmm. When when mm -hmm. we are polite, we are being kind. Mm -hmm. it, it seems to me, right? it, it's not. It doesn't come from the inside, but it's it, it kind of. Yeah. It's well, an external. Yeah. It's an external way of, you know. And then I thought, uh, generosity is a kind of kindness, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's a kind. Uh, to be kind, you, it's is is you're sharing, you're you're giving something, and what's the difference really between generosity and kindness? Yeah, it, it there there's a lot of overlap because in generosity we're also breaking down that sense <coughs> of boundary of self and other, you know, and and we're also uh, you know kind of moving through. Uh, walls that we create of, you know, um, fear around I don't have enough and I need to keep this for myself and, you know, extending it to the other and, and, uh, and you know, letting go of those designations, you know, just letting it be shared. I, th I think they're very close. Um, there's a nuance of difference, you know, 
Je- you know, but but yeah, they're very very close. And I think also that there's it takes a kind of fearlessness to be to be kind in in especially in our society. You know, yeah. where so many people have their <coughs> boundaries, their personal boundaries, and as we were saying, sometimes an act of generosity or an act of kindness can be misinterpreted. Yeah. Even though <coughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it's true. Mm-hmm. Be, it, it, in a, in a way, uh, being kind, extending kindness, makes us vulnerable mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. sharing our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Kindness to me also means that just doing the right thing, and not passing someone in the street, like passing them by, like if they got. You know, if they're on the side of the street and they're begging for money, I feel like um, you can't pass them by. You know, it's so it's. Uh, I don't know if it's being so kind as acknowledging and like to acknowledge somebody mm-hmm. because you you need to acknowledge them first, right? And then decide, okay, what do they need, right? So I think it's just doing the right thing. I think that comes also from how you were raised. It depends what you know where you come from and. You know, because mm-hmm. I see people that, that really are not kind. Um, they walk by and they don't acknowledge, and they doesn't mean they're bad people, but maybe they're just not sensitized. I don't know. Yeah, or, you know? or, or have a certain kind of perception or fear mm-hmm. or, you yeah. know, in many, many reasons. Yeah. To relate to that, um, like one day I gave myself a personal challenge to, like, go in the metro and panhandle money to get that experience. And um, some people were really, really nice, like gave me some money, some people didn't. And the one thing I noticed was just when someone would acknowledge me and smile, it was like more than all I needed in that moment. So yeah. Yeah, because they really see cool. you. They yeah. see you, right? Because a lot of people just think you're a ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you yeah. do with the money that you collected? I gave it to a whole <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Interesting. <coughs> you were talking about uh, discernment, and that's a concept I, I often wrestle with. And I try and divide it up so I can have some kind of understanding about it, you know. So, to me, discernment is to determine what one's intention is and what one's motive is. And sometimes I see myself with my wife, my intention is to really be nice, right? You know, what's my motive? So, she make me suffer tonight. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I try and to determine my kindness by what's my intention, what's my motive. My motive is not great. Okay, I can accept that. Okay, it depends on the situation. But I try and have my intention to be one of, uh, of giving, one of that. The, in neuroscience, it's the mirroring of our souls, proof of stuff. Uh, and that to me is what, what becomes significant. How could I really feel? So, you're really only nice to your wife because you want to be I mean, it does sound. It does. It does. It. I. 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 I actually doubt that. Mark, I, I, you know, I think that you're saying something in a way to kind of make a point, but 
you know, um, to the, you know, it, you probably don't have such an instrumental relationship with your wife. You probably have. I would use that as a comical example, perhaps, but I've often thought about motive and intention, and sometimes the visibility of the two are very mm -hmm. subtle, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a hard one, really, truly hard one. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm asking is that we we work with what is our real experience, you know. So, and that's the mindfulness practice. So, what is our real experience, and and what is coming up in the moment? And uh, yes, of course, you know, we we want a harmonious relationship, and part of how we make a harmonious relationship is to be kind and caring and. Uh, and you know, be empathetic, but it's um, it it cultivates in us, you know, like what we cultivate uh, is what we grow, what grows in us. It's it's just like a garden. So if we cultivate, you know, kind attention, then that does grow in us. And maybe you were talking about that when you talked about the neurological um, reality of, of our What about the guy who gives a million dollars? His intention is to do good. Donate a million dollars to a charity. Or to the motive so they get a tax advantage on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I can't talk about somebody <laughs> in hypotheticals. Like, I don't know what a hypothetical person really wanted to do when he gave a hypothetical million dollars to a <coughs> charity. It's, it's too abstract for, for my purposes. You know, maybe if, like, kind of an ethics course or talking at that level, more in principles. But I think what, what we're doing here is... is Kind of grounding ourselves in, you know, what's the practice? Yes, Patricia. Yeah, um, I find that I experience uh, kindness either as the giver or the receiver. And when I, the, I, what I find is I, there, I don't feel I don't, I'm not aware of myself, and I'm not even aware of the other person. It's sort of just like this flow, this thing, this kindness that's that's happening. Yeah. So there doesn't seem to be I'm doing this for this mm -hmm. person yeah. or this person is doing this for me. It's just kind of like a hard thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's beautifully put. Yeah. It's I, I think, you know, it's a bit like what somebody else said and, you know, just that the that dissolving of the boundaries of self and other and, and just really moving into a whole other kind of shared experience. Yeah, yeah very, very nicely said. Maybe, we, okay, one more. Well, no, I'm just thinking that it would, if there are so many boundary situations that we construct for ourselves and, and if we could just, if I can just learn to be more spontaneous with An increased awareness, and then that would lead to being, you know, more actively spontaneous with things, rather than 
I overthink things, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us do. And um, you know, you're just walking into a quagmire. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's a question of you know pulling back from the overthinking and just experiencing, mm -hmm. and and taking it from there and learning from it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so so let's take a break. We'll take um, maybe a, a ten minute break or so. Could you please? And um, ten, maybe fifteen minutes. We'll come back at three fifteen. Uh, so if people want to stay in silence, so you can stay in the hall. We'll keep the the sitting space in silence. So if you'd like to maintain that for the day. Um, and and if you want to chat, then we can um, be outside. Did you ask me to make tea? No, it was uh, Sophie. Okay, <laughs> I had talked to her before. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/donate.